Have you ever made a mistake? And after you made it, you dreaded the consequences, possibly for hours, days, weeks, months, even years? So, if you answer no, you're probably lying, and this is a great podcast for you to listen to. But, if you answered yes, then this is also a great podcast for you. We've all been there. Mistakes happen, and there's nothing we can do about that. But, there's nothing wrong with the mistake. Some of the greatest things in our lives might have stemmed from a mistake. Inventors make mistakes all the time, and those mistakes, they just learn lessons from them, and it makes their products better. So why is our life so much different? We are inventing the self we want to be. And sometimes that leads to a mistake. But in our thoughts, it seems like we're so caught up in perfection and perfection is trying to evade us. Sometimes the thought of that perfection prevents us from even trying. Trying anything. Something as simple as what shoes to wear or as big as a new relationship. We find ourselves so caught up in the idea of perfection that we never make a move. I'm AJ, and this is Life in Pencil. Not a podcast about erasing our mistakes, but embracing them and taking them as learning experiences and moving on. I'm excited about this opportunity to help, so let's get moving. What's up, guys? I'm going to start by telling you this story. I think it's pretty funny. Just want to let you know a little bit more about me. But last week was my anniversary, and me and my wife decided that we were going to go on a little vacation and have some fun. So we went, we watched some fireworks, and we you know, did some shopping. But one thing that we did that was different than what we usually do was we went kayaking. I don't know if you've ever been kayaking, but it's a blast. I personally am not an outdoorsy person. I just, I'm not into that. It's not my thing. But, you know, my wife wants to be that type of person. So I agreed to do it. I mean, it was actually my idea, but I wanted to do something for her for our our anniversary. So I planned this trip to go kayaking. So we were excited about it. Not gonna lie, I was really nervous because not only am I not outdoorsy, I mean, I'm way indoorsy. Let's watch a movie. Let's go to a museum. Let's go shopping. Let's, uh, anything that's indoors with air conditioning, I'm pretty much in. You know, I like to do all those kind of things, you know? But while we were doing this, not only am I not outdoorsy, but I don't really like the water. For those of you who don't know, I'm going to let you know. If for some reason I were to drown in a pool, a lake, a river, the ocean, or my bathtub, it was murder. Okay? Write it down. It was murder. Because... I do not enjoy those type of things. I'm not the let's jump in the pool and swim person. I could be 150 degrees and I would rather lean up against a tree in the mall than get in a pool. Um, A fake tree at that. Just so it doesn't get bugs on me. 
so this kayaking trip, again, I'm not an outdoorsy person, don't like water, but I'm trying to do great things for my wife. You know, that, that'll make all you guys out there, it makes it so much easier. We've been together for a really long time, by the way. Uh, we've been married for only four years, but we've been together for almost 16 years. Yeah, so eventually I'll have a podcast about patience. So, but get back to the point. We are going on this trip, and so we needed to buy things. And so, like sandals. Who knew that sandals for kayaking were going to be expensive? You know, you have to have the strap-on ones that they don't fall off your feet, and you don't want to wear. I mean, I don't have shoes to do that in the first place, so I had to purchase them. And then they're crazy expensive. And so, luckily, we found some that were not that expensive. But while we were looking at those, I was considering purchasing a life jacket because what if they don't give me one so and I'm thinking well if I purchase this life jacket it'll be good because I'll have it but if they do give me one I'll just bring this one back but if they don't give me one I have one because I'm not going to drown in this water well I didn't buy it I should have hindsight the one that they gave me smelt like somebody else it was terrible all that, though, I get out there, we get on our kayak, we get registered. The kid who helped us out was probably 16 years old, looking at us like we were crazy. Because he's like, have you ever kayaked before? And I'm like, no, he just has this kind of smirk. Huh. First timers. That's what he said. First timers. And I'm like, um. he was like, well, you're going to want to row together. And whenever you row on the right side, both of y'all row on the right side. Both of y'all row on the left side. If you want to turn, only row on one side. And then he says, sound good? And he pushes us into the water. So great. Me and my wife are in a tandem kayak. So she's sitting in front of me. I'm sitting behind her. And the little kid walks away. I mean, class A instructions from a 16-year-old kid. Probably kayaks every day. Probably lives in the neighborhood around the lake. And sends us out into the water, me and my wife, by ourselves. Well, we start rowing, and I get a, I get the hang of it. Well, instantly, I think I'm on an Olympic team. I think that I am going to win the Olympics in kayaking. So I start yelling instructions to my wife. Left, right, left, right, left, right. So we start going. We get places. And there's like this little dog park area at the lake that we're at. So there's these jogs jumping in. The weather's nice. It's kind of cool and it kind of kind of breezy. And so we get we had to go under this bridge. It was awesome. All this by the instructions of this 16 year old kid who is just epic at his instructions. So we're masters. He gave us the master class in kayaking, sent us out. And so we're out there and I smell like somebody else because I'm wearing the life vest that they gave me instead of a life vest that I should have bought. And we're out there. And like I said, Olympics, left, right, left, right. Well, you know, I'm consistently trying to be healthy and my wife is too. We are, we want to be healthy, but obviously we have our downfalls. We're still trying. You know, that's okay. So we're still trying. And at this point in time, we probably weren't ready for kayaking. And so kind of get a little exhausted, maybe, you know, 15, 20 minutes. And because you're working, you know, you're working your arms. And uh, so we decide to kind of go the other direction, back under the bridge. 
and head further out, kind of closer to where we came in from, but go and look at some of these really nice boats. And so we start rowing, start rowing. I am in the back, so I can lean back a little bit and kind of rest my shoulders and still row. Well, my wife, she's sitting in front of me, and there's times that she's like, we need to take a break because she's getting tired. And I understand it because I'm kind of getting tired. But again, I have this mindset that I'm on the Olympic team, so I have no tiredness. I'm going to keep going 100%. And so every once in a while, I would agree, and we would take a little break, not thinking that I could row by myself, which later on I figured out I could. So she was taking a break, and I would start going, and I, I would keep rowing. Well, I'm, I see this huge boat, and it's not going anywhere, but I want to see it closer. And so I'm like, we're going to row to this boat, and then when we row, we'll just let the kind of, we'll just kind of turn around and come back. And so I'm still left, right, left, right, smell like somebody else because I didn't buy my own best. And we, getting, getting closer to this boat, getting closer to this boat, well, I get tired, just a little bit. And so I kind of lean back, and I take my, my, my oars out of the water, and man, I look up, and we had drifted probably 30 feet back away from where we were, from where I wanted to get. The waves had pushed me back because it got a little windy. And so my wife is like, this is dumb. Like, we're trying to get there. And the moment we stop, it's pushing us back to where we came from. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to row until I get to where I want to go. So I'm rowing and rowing and rowing. Mind you, all this time, my wife is sitting in front of me just chilling. Okay. And I, I'm rowing and rowing and rowing and rowing and rowing and rowing and rowing some more. And then I realize I'm not getting anywhere. We're, we're in the same little spot that we took off from. So... Maybe 25, 30 minutes later, I ask her, hey, are you ready to go? And she says, as soon, as quick as possible. Yeah. So I had booked us a two-hour kayaking adventure. We were out there for 45 minutes. So we come in, we pull our boat in, our kayak in, and turn in the smelly vest. We pay... And we're kind of wet, obviously, because it was windy and the waves are hitting up on us and we're getting wet. And so we pay and I tell my wife, I'm like, hey, let's walk around a little bit. My car's kind of new and I didn't want it to get wet on the inside. And I was like, let's just kind of walk around, dry off. Well, so we took off walking and maybe not even 300 yards from where we were, there's this little dock that nobody's on. And this is on the 4th of July. Okay. So, but there's this little dock that nobody's on. So I'm like, let's go sit on that dock because it's it'll help us dry out because we'll be in the sun. So we walk out on this dock and she sits down. There's some ducks. We're watching things. And she says, we could have just done this. It would have been fine. I was, I'm looking like, okay, I smell like somebody else because of this vest. I'm a little bit tired. My wife is telling me that her legs hurt, and in this kayak, you could not use your legs. And so it's like, man, sometimes if we just think about what we're going to do, like we, we could have literally saved money and just sat on the dock. It would have been just as fine. It's so funny because I was so excited, the non-outdoorsy person, to get out there in a kayak. And then the outdoorsy person didn't enjoy it. 
So, lesson learned. Next time, I'm going to say, maybe we should just get a powerboat and, you know, tote around on there. Because I worked my butt off to kayak. And you watched me. But, needless to say, we had fun. Funny story. But it was a learning experience. Kayaking became a life learning experience. I tell you this entire story only to let you know that you can learn from kayaking. If you haven't done it, you should do it. And if you have done it, then you might already know what I'm talking about. With every decision that we have, there is two possibilities. There's the possibility A, everything goes exactly as planned, or possibility B, everything goes completely wrong. Simple. Now, I know there are some variables, A.1, everything but this went right. A.2, everything went right except these two things. Or same thing, B.1, everything went wrong except for this. B.2, everything went wrong except for these couple of things. And those are things that are just going to happen. But we can take this kayak, this kayaking lesson and say, not, not the master class I received. That's way too advanced. I mean, that's way, way too advanced. I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep it simple. The master class I received from the 16-year-old kid, I mean, that that was a life lesson that is going to change the world. But this 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 what I'm talking about, it's it's going to change you. Okay? That's it. I mean, I hope. But in this this lesson that I got from kayaking, I looked at it and said, "You know what? Those waves are the people who are around us." Sometimes the wave helped me get to where I wanted to go. Sometimes the wave pushed me away from where I wanted to go. And the water itself are all of our decisions. And we are the kayak. The beauty of this lesson is that now that I know how to kayak, I can use that knowledge to get through any decision I have to make. Because I know where I want to be. Because of that information, because of that goal, that overall goal, where I want to be, I just stick my oars in the water and I go. And it's so cool to me that the the equipment we used to move ourselves forward, the propulsion device, the 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 item used to get momentum, we can call it an oar or paddle. I want to call it an oar for this purpose. Because oar is our defeater, our kryptonite to what if. What if this happens? Or what if this happens? Sometimes that oar statement it puts more hope in us to actually succeed or more hope in us to actually begin 
It's like, for example, my podcast that I'm working on right now, as you're listening, I consistently said, what if this? What if that? And finally, I decided that, or it could, it could this, or it could that. What if it's not successful? What if nobody listens to it? Again, what if I'm in this room talking to myself? Which I am. Mind you, there's nobody in here with me but me. But I'm hoping that you're on the other end listening to this story about me kayaking in this life lesson. But I looked at those things. Or it could be successful. Or there could be rooms of people listening. And the or is what's driving me to do this. And so our oars in kayaking drive us forward. At the same time that we're driving forward, there's waves and wind pushing us back. Those waves, that wind, it can come from friends. It can come from family. And we, we don't want to discredit or shun those people for that. We want to take their advice and say, you know what? Thanks. Thanks for that. I know that there's a what if behind this. But to your what if, it could be successful. Or I could succeed. You know, what if you fail? Or I could succeed. What if nobody likes it? Or everybody could love it. And we just, we, we can begin to take our oars and cut through those waves, cut through that water, cut through those decisions, cut through the things holding us back in life. Because with an oar, we're capable to, like a, a, my Olympic style kayaking, left, right, left, right, left, right, and continue to go. The one thing, though, is that we can't stop. Because when you stop, that's when you allow the waves and the wind to push you back. Those waves, I mean, just like my kayaking experience with my life. Once we stopped, literally within minutes, we were 40 to 50 feet away from where we wanted to be. But even if by myself, I sat there and kept my oars going in and out of the water, you know, long, steady strokes, they weren't fast. I wasn't trying to get somewhere fast. I was doing it steadily. I didn't want to burn my energy out, which I mean, nonetheless, I'm not in great shape. So I did kind of burn most of my energy. But at the times that I was doing it by myself, it was just long from my heel all the way back to my waist, all the way back. And I had my legs stretched out and I have very short legs. So I mean, maybe I was going fast, but just as steady as possible to keep us at least in the same position. And then once she dipped her paddles into the water, her oar into the water, we would go even faster. So her oars were my supports. Maybe she believed in, maybe you find somebody that believes with you that, you know what, that sounds like such a great idea because they're saying, maybe it's not going to be that, maybe it's not going to be that. Or I'll jump in it with you and we'll make it succeed together. And then you find somebody who not who helps you push against those waves and the wind that gets you further. You know, my wife, she is so supportive. She 
is the person that I, she'll listen to this before any of you guys ever get to. And that's okay. You know, she makes me better. She literally allows me to be who I want to be. And I'll tell her, you know, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, I'll give her an idea. And sometimes I'm bringing up my own what if. And she's the one that hands me the or and says, let's go. Or it could be great. Or it could be this. Or it could be that. And I just, I, I grab a hold of those. And I just go and go and go. We need to find our oars in this ocean of decisions that we have in daily life. And instead of being petrified to not do anything, we say, you know what? I am going to take this, I'm going to take this opportunity to move forward. I'm moving forward in my life, regardless of what somebody says, regardless of what wave comes upon me, regardless of any situation that I may face. I'm going to continually dip my oars into this water and push and push and push, push. Because there's always the possibility that when you get to where you're going, it is where you want it to be. Now, there is the possibility that you get there and it's not what you expected. Maybe had I made it to that boat that I thought was going to be amazing, maybe I get there and from a distance it looked great. But when I get there, it's old. It's rusty. I mean, it's not really what I wanted to see. Or maybe when I got to that little dog park, it's like, man, this dog park stinks. Literally stinks. Or maybe whenever we got there, the it was terrible. I mean, let me just remind you that I physically stunk like somebody else's sweat in my life vest. So, I mean, that was a that was a situation. But, I mean, there were so many things out there that I wanted to see. But had I made it, I didn't make it because there it, it, it was really tough. I'm not going to lie. But had I made it, maybe it wasn't what I wanted. So my master class in kayaking... He taught me to turn. You just use one side of your oar. If you want to go to the left, use your right side. If you want to go to the right, use your left side. And so in this whole entire lesson, we should never stop. We should never stop rowing. We should never stop moving. We should never just sit there and hope that something around us changes. For the better for us. We should move forward to where we want to be. And if we get there and it's not what we expected, row a different direction. I don't want to be the type of person that consistently thinks about what I could be or what I could do but never try. I want to be the type of person that forces my way into what I want to be. And then determine whether or not it's what I wanted. I mean, in my last episode, I know I talked about being this musician that did all kinds of great things, but I never tried. You know, for a time, I did I did play music consistently a couple times a week. And I thought I was going to love it. And in hindsight, I realized 
It wasn't. It, it really wasn't that great. This is quite a bit more than than I wanted. I mean, not more than I wanted. It was quite a bit less than I wanted. It was less fulfilling than I wanted. Maybe it was the situation. Maybe it was the 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 style of music. I I don't know. But in hindsight, I look at it and I was exhausted doing these things that I thought I was going to love. And so. Now that I'm not in those positions, I'm enjoying myself a little bit more. I dipped my paddle into the right side of the water and I started pulling and turned myself away from that because it, it, it wasn't it, it wasn't healthy for me or my wife. She was part of it with me and it just wasn't a healthy situation. And so sometimes we can row ourselves into unhealthy situations. Sometimes they, there are situations that take advantage of us, positions that take advantage of us, uh, situations that can, you know, spiritually abuse you or mentally abuse you or abuse your time. And that's, that's not where you want to be. But because we tend, we can make those decisions. And it's better to at least have made that decision and said, I'm going to dip my oar and go a different way. Than to consistently wonder what if. What if is our killer to ideas? Our oars are our successes of our ideas. They're the ones that drive us. Now, when I say successes of our ideas, or is what's going to get us going in the forward direction towards it. What if is the waves around us pushing us back? We'll spend so much time thinking about what if and what if and what if that it, it paralyzes us. But the cure to paralysis in our decision making is or. So I am glad to tell you that I am planning to go kayaking again. Now, maybe I won't go in the water. Maybe I won't, you know, maybe I, this time I will get my own life vest. You know, and I, as I'm sitting here thinking, that life vest that I wore, though it smelt like somebody else, sometimes that life vest can be a hindrance. You know what I'm saying? That life vest grossed me out. That life vest put me in a position that when I looked down, I wanted to, you know, what happens whenever you don't smell something too good. And sometimes we focus on other people whenever we're working out our situation. We think of, well, so-and-so tried this. They used their oar to get there. Somebody physically was using their oar and they stunk it up. And we are caught up. In somebody else's decision. We are living our lives through somebody else's decision. We are a third party relationship to somebody else's kayaking party. They have their own kayak. And their own choices. And they stunk up. And now we're focused on that. And we are. We're not going to do it because. So and so did it and they messed up. I can smell how bad it was. And so sometimes it's so funny because that smell can be a deterrent from continuing. Even though we don't know what happens when we get there. 
but we can see what happened when somebody else got there. Maybe somebody else got there and it wasn't what they wanted. It's not necessarily that it stunk up so bad or that it was unsuccessful, but maybe it just wasn't what they wanted. And we're going to look at it and with our own mind, determine what caused that situation. Instead of saying, well, I'm not them and I think I can do it. I know I can do it and I'm going to try. And I'm going to dip my oars regardless of the smells that are around me, regardless of the waves that are coming. And I'm going to push myself forward. And I'm going to be exactly where I want to be. And if when I get there, when I physically get there, if it's not what I want, I'm going to turn away and I'm going to go somewhere else. But if it is, then guess what? We celebrate. That night after we went kayaking, there was fireworks. It was 4th of July, remember? So there was fireworks. We celebrate. I mean, we could barely walk to get to these fireworks. For some reason, we were as sore as could be. But there was a celebration. And to this day, you know, I'm excited about that experience. And I'm going to do it again. I'm going to buy my own life vest. So I don't have to smell like somebody else. And we're going to have a lot of fun doing it. I've been working out. Like I said last time, I've been working out. I'm on a diet. I'm going to get strong so that whenever I go back, I'm going to get out there and we're going to go all over the place. But our lesson, our takeaways from this is, first, we are going to use our oars to go forward. Second, all the what-ifs that come at us, regardless of what they are, we're just going to accept those. We're going to accept those as fuel to our oar because some of those can push us forward. Some of those waves do come from behind and they get us going. Third, we're going to find somebody to support us that will agree with our oar. They're going to pick up an oar and come with us. Fourth, are we on four? Four. We're not going to worry about what somebody else did. We're not going to worry about their stink how they stunk it up we're just going to buckle in and go so pick up your oars today and make a determination that regardless of the situations that are in front of us what people are saying we know where we want to be our oars are your oars are in your hands take them use them and let's just keep rowing. Thank you for joining me today on this episode of Life in Pencil. I hope it motivated and inspired you to keep working on the invention that is you. See you next time.